This is The Space Shot, episode 213, for December 13th, 2017. Relay 1 and Pioneer 8. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. First off, I've got a quick launch update. SpaceX is now scheduled to launch the next Falcon 9 CRS-13 mission on December 15th. This delay is due to inspections and cleanings related to particles that were found in the second stage of the rocket. Now I've got two little pieces of space history to talk about today and then a little bit of pop culture. The first is Relay 1, an active communications satellite that launched a few months after the AT&T Bell Labs Telstar satellite. Relay 1 launched on December 13, 1962 and operated until 1965. On a related note, check out episodes 57, 58, and 59 for more about the history of Telstar. Relay 1 was a communications satellite that was part of the larger project to test communications across continents. These early communications satellites transmitted TV and telephone signals in addition to data channels that were used for the transmission of science data gathered by the radiation instruments on the satellite. Three relay satellites were manufactured by Radio Corporation of America, or RCA, in the early 1960s. Two of the three satellites were launched, with Relay 3 never leaving the ground due to the success of the first two satellites. The second mission I want to talk about today is Pioneer 8, which launched on December 13, 1967. The spacecraft entered a heliocentric orbit, which is an orbit around the Sun. In this orbit, the spacecraft was able to study interplanetary space, specifically magnetic fields, plasma, and cosmic rays. Pioneer 8 helped expand on the findings of previous Pioneer missions. The data that's been gathered from the earliest NASA spacecraft is compiled and compared with later missions, which was the case for Pioneers 6, 7, and 8. Lastly, before I end today, I do have to talk about what is probably my least favorite Star Trek movie. Well, no, take that back. Star Trek V is just absolutely terrible, and there's no going around that. On this day in 2002, Star Trek Nemesis, and can't forget Star Trek The Motion Picture. Yeah, that one I just try to forget all, all the time. On this day in 2002, Star Trek Nemesis, which is probably the third worst Star Trek movie in history, was released in theaters. An actor that I really enjoy plays this movie's villain. Tom Hardy played the clone of Picard, and even with that casting choice, the movie is never really able to hit any emotional marks between those characters. The director, Stuart Baird, had never even watched Star Trek before coming on to direct the movie, and that showed. Nemesis did have some potential, but sadly it was wasted, and the movies that could have followed after Nemesis were never made. Speaking of movies that haven't been made yet, this does tie into the news that Patrick Stewart would be willing to reprise his role as Captain Picard if Quentin Tarantino directs what would be the first R-rated Star Trek movie. 
There's many people in the Star Trek community that are having a mild to severe freak out at this news, but until there's something official on the books, I'd say let's relax a bit. I think that Star Trek pushing into new storytelling frontiers could be interesting and potentially quite fun. Imagine what Picard could do in a Tarantino movie that looks at the Borg, or at his imprisonment and torture by the Cardassians. Tarantino isn't the typical director for a lot of Star Trek topics, but for those that aren't warm and fuzzy, I think it could actually work. Tell me how many lights you see. How many? How many lines? This is your last chance. The guards are coming. Don't be a stubborn fool. How many? You told me he would be ready to go. We had some unfinished business. Get him cleaned up. A ship is waiting to take him back to the Enterprise. Captain Picard. If you'll go with the guards, they'll take care of you. you enjoyed today's podcast i appreciate those of you that have left reviews for the podcast it really means a lot to me and it does help more people find the show if you could leave a review screenshot that and send it to me at john molnick's pretty much everywhere on the internet and i'll shoot you a space shot sticker and a little thank you As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, we've got some more pop culture when the Force awakens. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.